Hi, I'm Steve. And I'm Tom. And this is the Trained Professionals Podcast. What is up, all you beautiful professionals out there? We're back with week two afterthoughts. We're starting out with a new section called What Grinds My Gears. Mm -hmm. Tom, what grinds your gears? America's team grinds my gears. Uh, Me too. I hate that (laughs) franchise with a passion. It's just a hype machine (laughs) that leads to nothing every year. Dallas Cowboys. I mean, Dak is always hyped. He sucks, man. Oh, whoa, whoa, well, he doesn't whoa, whoa. suck. He had a very good game today. He plays trash minutes very well. You know, garbage come back against the Atlanta Falcons, and everybody's like, "Oh my God!" Like he's the second coming. That's right. And then he played like cheeks against the Rams, and then he comes back the next week. He leads his team back against the Falcons, though. Yeah, it is the Falcons. Nobody expects anything out of them. No, right? no one expects literally anything out of the Falcons' defense. Their defense is terrible. Their offense is lackluster, and they get hyped every single well, week. Their offense, or oh, I thought you were talking about the Falcons. No, yeah. Yeah, the Falcons' defense sucks, but really, the Cowboys' defense, everyone was saying that they were going to be good. They, they have so many pieces, though. You know? They like, lost they Byron Jones, though. I think that... That loss really affected them, and it was very underrated when they lost Byron because he is an absolute shutdown corner. But yes, the Cowboys are not. They shouldn't. Why are they still America's team? Who no? Who names them America's team? There's a lot of Cowboys fans across the country. You know, everywhere you go, you'll find a Cowboys fan. Yeah, everywhere you go, you find a Bills fan. You know, like that is true. I've just about everywhere I've gone, I've seen one. Anyways, that's a little bit of a. Well, it's not just the Cowboys. No. It's the entire NFC East, besides the football team. That's it's just true. a hype machine. Right? It, it really is. That's that's because it's composed of Dallas, Philly, and New York. Big markets. Well, like, just think about all of those fans. Just think about them. Just just to give you an example, LeBron James is a Cowboys fan. Like, do you think that that man is very honest? Or, sorry, modest? No, not at all. No, I don't think so. Eagles fans are assholes. Oh, my gosh. Those guys are literally the... (laughs) And then you have New York. I mean, New York, listen, they are... They they care about their uh, franchises, but I think that the Jets... I think all the cancerous New Yorkers went to the Jets, and the Giants just got the leftovers. The Giants are always a better team, though. That's true, but, but, you know... People who want to root for a losing team... Are cancerous. No, <laughs> they're cancerous people. They're fans of the Jets. Yes, they are. I, I, I you know, real quick. Uh, I know we probably have some Giants or Jets fans. I don't know about any Jets fans. There are barely any left. Could you just like you know DM us at TPP Sports about how you decided what fan you were going to be of what New York team? Because I never. I've, that's always been the question. Usually, it's just a heritage thing. Yeah, normally it is. But how did their parents choose, and how did their parents choose? I mean, if I wasn't a football team fan, I would choose the Giants purely based off of Danny Dimes. You know, someone to follow. Danny Dimes, they just lost big time today to the Bears. Da Bears. Anyways, America's team should not be America's team. Yes. All right. We're in agreement here. Okay. All right. This this is going to be a monologue for... I could talk about this for 30 minutes, but what grinds my gears... Real quick, I was the one who came up with this section just so I could say this. What grinds my gears is the absolute hatred on Joshua Allen, number 17 on the Buffalo Bills. Listen, 
I know he hasn't been so great over his first couple of years, but all of, literally every single national media associate has said that Josh Allen is going to be the next Blake Bortles, the next Mitchell Trubisky, because he was carried by his defense. Why is that a bad thing? Mitchell Trubisky's going off right now. All right, all right. They're 2-0. No, 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 no. no. Mitch, no, 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 no. Mitch is not. He's elite. Listen, Josh Allen just set a franchise precedent. He is the first Buffalo Bill to throw for over 400 yards and four touchdowns today. Mm. It was against the Dolphins, but guess what? The Dolphins had Xavier Howard, Noah Igbenogany, and Byron Jones. Byron Jones did get injured, and he was out for the rest of the game. But Xavier Howard and Noah Igbenogany, an absolute stud corner, and a second-round pick. Or I think he was, yeah, he was our their first-round pick. And we actually just destroyed them. I mean, granted, our not defense destroyed. did, not, did that, not play well, but this is about Josh Allen, okay? That was way too close, though. The game was way too close. No, it's not Josh Allen's fault, though. See, now look at what you're doing. Like, this is what the national media is going to say. It's the like, Dolphins, man. That's what they're going to say. That's what they're going to say. It was the Dolphins. It was... No. If they're in the no. top 10 in the power listen. rankings, they should blow out the Dolphins. Yes, but it's that the defense's fault. And listen, it's, this is about Josh Allen here, okay? Okay. Josh Allen had absolutely no effect over what the Dolphins did, okay? He played his game, and he pushed his team over the edge. You can't just switch the narrative and say, oh, well, the defense is sucking now because, you know, you were saying that he was carried by the defense for the past two years. And let me just say, Lamar Jackson, he makes the playoffs against the Chargers, one and done. First year, he made the playoffs. Second year, he loses to the Titans. Well, no, He gets, Lamar- like, no hate for that. Then Josh Allen plays against the Texans in his very first playoff game. Everyone gave Lamar Jackson the pass because it was his first playoff game. But he didn't was, play the whole season. That's the it, that doesn't Flacco matter. That, doesn't, the whole that does not matter. They threw him in in the playoffs, right? No, they threw him in so that they got into the playoffs. He brought them to the playoffs. Joe Flacco did not lead them to the playoffs. And Lamar Jackson choked against the Titans. No one said anything about that. Josh Allen plays against the Texans. Everyone just goes off on him. Oh my gosh, look at how bad he is. Look at all this better quarterback play would have won the game. Yeah, eat it, all right? He lost composure. He He threw the ball backwards on like 4th and 20. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because the Ravens couldn't put up points against a mediocre Titans defense, all right? That's... You all can't hate on Josh Allen, especially after his week one and week two performance. He's going to keep it up throughout the year. I was the one who was saying this. I'm a Bills fan, but my friend over here even said that Josh Allen was not going to have a good season. He was going to stay the same. He took another step. Not only did he throw for his first 300-yard game ever, but he topped that and threw for his first 400-yard game ever the very next week. I would wait until they play an opponent besides the Dolphins and the Jets to let him prove himself. Those are they suck. Both those teams are terrible. So let me just say that people Their defenses are, are awful. So Both. real quick counterpoint to that. People were saying that Cam Newton was in line for MVP this year after they beat the Dolphins by a le- by way less points. I they, would never say that though. You would never say that, but I'm just saying that people would say that it was against the Dolphins and the Jets, but Cam Newton had a decently good game. Nothing like four touchdowns on 417 passing yards. Nothing like that. And people said that he was going to be lined up for MVP. Listen, I'm okay with people hating on the Bills. Honestly, 
it grinds my gears. It hurts my heart. But you know what? The more they do it, the more people sleep on them. The more teams, they look at the bills and they say, oh my gosh, you know, they're pushovers. They're not that good. We are consistently performing. Josh Allen took another step and I'm happy about it. But again, you're consistently performing against the Dolphins and the Jets. Our divisional opponents. They suck though. The only good... You're supposed to perform against those teams. Right, but it's easy to perform against those teams. Wait until it's they not. actually face a good opponent. It's really not that easy, though. It's not because I just told Jets. you. I just told you against the Jets. Sure, I don't listen. The Jets are a dumpster fire. I. That's why I said a week ago. It's not. Yeah, he did. He did a good job. It. He had a couple bad throws, but. But this was his best game of his career this weekend against a very good secondary. A very good secondary. All right. That's all I have to say about that. Everyone is sleeping on Josh Allen and the Bills, and I'm happy with it because you know what? We're just going to keep doing what we're doing, and eventually we're going to get that Super Bowl. I know it. All right. What else grinds your gears? I'll tell you what else grinds my gears. Tell me. Kirk Cousins. I love him. (laughs) Oh, elite. I love him. I love Kirk Cousins. Remember when we were talking, like, what was it, like a week or two ago? You know. Oh, yeah, my my host, my friend over here says that Kirk Cousins is an Applebee's waiter. You know, what's wrong with him? How could he ever think that? Anyways. He is elite. Continue. You know, maybe his performances vary, right? (laughs) But he's elite. I know at heart that he's elite. (laughs) At heart. He's that same player that led to the football team to a nine and seven playoff berth, <laughs> and they paid him a lot of money, maybe too yeah, much money, very much money. I mean that. Let me just say real quick before you continue, Kirk Cousins got paid like eighty million dollars. I think I've said this before, but Patrick Mahomes is getting paid five hundred million. Like I remember when eighty million dollars was like, whoa. Yeah, that's like a weak contract now. Yeah, that was like two years ago, and now it's like, oh, eighty million. You hating on the guy or something like that? But this man threw for 113 yards, zero touchdowns, and three interceptions. Eesh. Oh, I guess the Colts, too. I Real quick, called that. My, I, I don't know if anyone else was in disagreement with me, but I totally knew this was going to happen because for, for a couple of reasons. But continue. Well, I'm higher on Kirk Cousins than I am on Josh Allen. Always have Oh my gosh, dude. Come on. Like, th- they just did himself. this against the Colts. Josh, oh, come on. No, no, no. I, I love you. I love you to he, death. He's a, he's a top tier quarterback. Top right. 10 quarterback. Would you say he's top 10? I would say Josh mm-hmm. Allen right now. Josh Allen is top, top three throughout the, the first two weeks. Yes, in 2020, he's top three, yes. But Kirk Cousins all time, though? Yeah. Top 10. Well,. Yeah. Okay. Josh Allen is he's not there yet. He's not there yet. But if he continues this, he'll 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 be there by the end of the season. Guaranteed. This anyway. just happens sometimes though with Kirk, right? Kirk is sometimes he'll throw for like five hundred yards. Yeah, but and then some games he'll throw for So you can't be a lead if you're doing that. You can't be. You have to be but he's consistently elite sometimes. Good. Right? But b- being elite He's a wild card. Being elite sometimes is not what you want in your franchise quarterback. You want elite all the time. All the time. Well, I think, I think he's gone after this year. I think they're going to like cut him or something like that. I think there's no success. I think his contract is up. Is it? I don't know. Was it three years? Uh, it was four years, if I remember it. So what was that? That was a couple years. I don't know. Maybe it's up after the season, but I don't think they're going to cut him. I think that... Release him. I think that it would be a smart move to keep him and then draft someone. So 
if they continue on this trajectory, you know, they, they could might be, get Trevor. They might get Trevor. Trevor on the Vikes. That would be kind of nice. Dalvin Cook. But who else is in the draft this year? Do you even know? Like, Oh, Justin Fields? Justin Fields is dirty. Yeah, but he's an Ohio State quarterback. You're right. Ohio State quarterbacks never pan out. <laughs> um, besides Dwayne Haskins. Besides Dwayne Haskins. Uh, yeah, you were saying something about him getting in the flow. He is. He's getting into the flow right now. You know? Uh-huh. Um, by week seven, he'll be... By week seven. He'll be in his full form. Uh, that Redskins defense. Hoo-wee. Do they grind your gears a little? I mean, they're amazing as the run, right? But they're not great at containing the quarterback. And when the quarterback gets outside of the pocket and he goes for the deep shot, there's no coverage. Like, <laughs> the cover... I told you it was a trash tier secondary, man. Well, I agree with you. I know. It's trash tier secondary. I know. Right? Yeah. I mean, Jimmy Moreland's not elite. No, Jimmy Moreland is not elite. Uh, Ronald Ronald Darby is... He was, like, average before he was injured. Now, he's not anything. But our defensive line is, like, top three. And it's just so disappointing. It's not, though. It definitely is top three. Dude, I saw Chase Young. He, like, had... What's his name? Kyler. He had Kyler Murray. Well, Kyler's obviously faster than Chase Young. Yeah, but I'm just saying that elite speed off the edge is just non-existent. By the way, the generational prospect in uh, Nick Bosa just tore his ACL, so he's out for the what? season. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So that's, that's a loss. But, yeah, uh, all you people saying that Chase Young was you know, more of a generational talent than Nick Bosa, I mean... Today, he didn't show it. Okay, I mean, his second game in the NFL. Give him a little bit. All right, I'll give him a little bit then. That's fine. I'm just saying that Nick Bosa performed week to week. Now, you know who else grinds my gears? Who's that? Cam Newton and the Patriots organization. I already mentioned it. That's kind of a universal grinding. I mean, I think everyone is has their gears grinded by them, but I'm just saying that now that Tom Brady is gone, and it, it's kind of awkward for the media because they really were just... The media don't have the same patriots that they know and love, and they can't deal with that, so they have to move on to Cam Newton having an average game against the Miami Dolphins. And now they get a primetime game against the Seattle Seahawks and saying it's a matchup of Super Bowl 40, rematch of Super Bowl 49. Well, guess what? Super Bowl 49 was six years ago, okay? They These just are- need, they need something. The media needs someone from the Patriots to tug off. And when Tom Brady's not there... Cam Newton is their guy. They bring in this new talent. They used to tug off Cam Newton like a couple of years ago when he was not, in Carolina. Not really, Now that though. he's back and Superman's back. I and know. He's it's like... With their favorite team. I know. It's like... It's like... Oh, yeah. He's back now. Oh, my gosh. And he... It's turned into a media cancer. Yeah, what happened it's like over a super those team. years that made him so good now? You know? Like, how has he proven he was, himself? He was inconsistent at best. He had an MVP season, sure. But so did Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan's an average quarterback. Okay? He's just... Matt Ryan's not average. He's, he's, he's top 10. Yeah, he's really good. He just always has the worst defense in the NFL. He's me. an average top 10 quarterback, though. Like, like... He's he, no Kirk he, he, had, he has a lot of help, though. Julio and Calvin. But... Yeah, and the offense is fantastic. They just can't stop the flow of points yeah. know, on the defensive side. So. Uh, there's a little bit of inconsistency here since I haven't seen the Patriots versus Seattle game. But right now I'm going to tell you that the Seattle Seahawks are going to show the world that the Patriots dynasty is over. It's over. And anyone 
who says otherwise is out of their mind. That includes the national media who are out of their mind about everything. That's everything that grinds my gears. Do you got something else? No, that's all the grinding I had. All right. We'll come back to you with our top performers from week two. And we're back with our top performers from week two. I'm going to start off. I already talked about him. Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs combined. All right, no. They had the best game so far. I'm sure Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks are going to probably have a better game. He's still my MVP pick, even after the game that Josh Allen had. As much of a homer as I am, I'm not going to pick Josh Allen for MVP yet. Things could change if they play an actual good defense. But... Josh Allen, just going to read off some of his stats. 24 of 35. That's 69. great. 69% completion percentage. I mean, that's perfect. What do you mean? 69. Oh, that's right. By the way, uh, as of now, I think we have 69 followers on at TPP Sports. Hopefully, we can get that up to uh, 100. A little quick plug right there. Why would we ever go up to 100 when we could stay at 69? Moving on. <laughs> Josh Allen went 24 of 35 for 69% completion percentage. Very good. 417 yards. So even though he missed a few throws, the ones that he made, he made those count. Four touchdowns and zero interceptions. Stefan Diggs, eight receptions, 153 yards, one touchdown. Those two, Josh Allen has found his niche. He found his receiver. And now, I think that they have a chemistry together. And this is going to be a group that's going to terrorize the NFL for the next at least five years, in my opinion. Five years? So you're calling a dynasty? It's not a dynasty. I think that to qualify for a dynasty, it's got to be like a decade. If they dominate from 2020 to 2030, I think that you can call that a dynasty. Stefan Diggs is probably going to expire before then, though. That's the thing. So, and Josh Allen will be like, what is he? I think he's 24 now, 23. Yeah. So then at that point, he'd be 34. So he'd be like an Aaron Rodgers right now. Or Aaron Rodgers is older. If they do this for 10 years, then that's a dynasty. I don't think that's going to happen, though, dude. I, listen, I don't think so either. I, I actually give, don't. No, no, no. Give it a I'm couple just, weeks, though. Like, I, know, you know I, I know. I know. Give it a couple of weeks. But in, for the next five years, at least, I think that they're going to be a force to reckon with. They've shown me enough. They've shown me enough for me to hop on. And I'm I'm a Bills fan, okay? Listen, I've had my heart torn out multiple times by this team. And this is enough for me to hop on. So that should be saying a lot, even though I am a supporter of the team. Yeah, but this isn't like exceeding expectations, right? This yes, is what it we is. Expected this is oh no, you no 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 no. This is not what we expected. This is not what I expected. After what we saw last year, I legitimately didn't expect this. I expected that Josh Allen was going to be consistent, maybe two hundred fifty yards per game ish. He might still get that. There's plenty of weeks to still be played, but I never expected that we were going to come out and do this. This, this is something. I. I I've never seen this in my life from my home team. A 400-yard passer and four touchdowns, I that that's unheard of. It, it, it's That's a precedent that Josh Allen just set. I was talking about it earlier. I've had the likes of Ryan Fitzpatrick, Tyrod Taylor, EJ Manuel at quarterback. All Nathan Peterman. <laughs> oh, oh, 
Oh, but that was during Sean McDermott, so, you know. All elite, but not as good as the tall man. Josh is a... He has big hands. All right. Jared Goff went off this week. Yes, 37 points. Not hard to do against the Eagles, but... (laughs) Uh, This was a game pick I got wrong. Very much so. You called the Eagles in this one. That's surprising. Miles Sanders was healthy, so uh, I stuck by it. Miles Sanders had an okay game. He had a decent game. Not that good. Yeah, that would have helped them last week, but... Yes, it would have. He went off for 267 yards and three touchdowns. People aren't high on Jared Goff. I'm not. I I was when he led them to the Super Bowl that year because he played really well. I don't think he's a system quarterback. We're going to have a whole... Josh Allen is a system quarterback. Real quick, we're going to have a whole podcast about this. We're going to make a podcast episode just talking about what a system quarterback is, in my opinion, and what a system quarterback is. The only quarterback in the league is not a system quarterback is Dwayne Haskins. Yeah, okay. He because he doesn't operate with the system. No, <laughs> he just does his own thing. He does his own thing. That's right. Also, Calvin Ridley. This man has been going off the past two weeks. He's Calvin like the Josh Ridley. Allen of the receiving world. Right? He's he has He's, 109 he, yards and two touchdowns. Because so I can explain this. Every the top corner is getting Julio Jones right. and Calvin Ridley gets all the scraps. I mean, yeah. And I think scraps, meaty I, scraps. I, I know. John Brown is doing the same thing. Stefan Diggs gets the number one corner attraction. John Brown gets touchdowns. You had two touchdowns and 109 yards. That's insane. That's a that's a good stat line for a guy like Calvin Ridley. Yeah. So I mean, Aaron Jones also. Yeah. He. Not, wow. You know, nothing was expected. Like that's I mean, got to be like was expected, but not all this. People you know? expected that he was going to have touchdown regression this year, and because of that, he wasn't going to have fantasy value. But he's proving all the haters wrong. Absolutely, he had 168 yards and two touchdowns. And this shows how flexible their head coach is. What's who's their head coach again? Lafleur. Lafleur. Matt Lafleur. Uh, Lafleur. Lafleur. Like he was with name. the uh, the football team too. No way. Yeah, actually. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. He used to be an assistant. Last year, people were saying that the Packers were probably like the worst fifteen and one team in football. No, everyone was saying that the Packers were not anything really to deal with, and they weren't. They they were kind of right. Um, they were kind of right, but this was Matt Lafleur's first year. Matt Lafleur. And I think Aaron Rodgers is make he made a case last week that he's still around to stay and Jordan Love can uh, catch some metal or how how would you say that what's the saying uh, catch some metal yeah what what do you say grab grab some metal bub yeah that's it <laughs> I don't know that saying but or grab grab a seat I don't that's know probably right I don't know but he's making him stay on the bench and after that. I think that they figured out that the passing game wasn't working. I think Devontae Adams had to leave the game because of injuries. That's a big uh, loss. That is a big loss. But they transitioned to Aaron Jones carrying the football, and he had an awesome game. And oh. I got two more people here. Go ahead. I got Leonard Fournette. Oh, wow. He was... Blue. He... Yeah. So who expected anything of Leonard Fournette? Not me. No one. That's right. Real quick... FYI, Tom Brady, another bad game from him. The narrative is staying true from last week that I was saying. Maybe he is a system quarterback. I'm in the system. Oh my gosh, <laughs> he is. That he is. That's no, why I don't no. think he's the goat. He's not the goat. All right, 103 yards on 12 carries and two touchdowns. Wow, that is a breath of fresh air from Leonard Fournette. That's the old Leonard Fournette we know from LSU and. 
Uh, I'm happy to see him. It's good to see him again. I got not one on that guy. team though. No, I don't want to see him succeed with the Buccaneers. No, no any other team. No, we don't. We don't like the football team. We <laughs> play San Antonio team. Gibson. <laughs> Antonio, another disappointing fantasy week. Started him over Chris Carson. What did you expect, my guy? Not Chris Carson. Sorry, I started him over. Um, who did I start him over? I st- I forget. But Brandon Sheriff's injured and Chase Rullier oh, has to take over. You know who I started Antonio Gibson over? Who? Yeah. James Conner, who had an awesome week. Ooh. I Everyone said that it was going to be a split backfield. Mike Tomlin literally said that. He lied. He lied to our faces. Wait, who? Snell? Yeah, they said that it was going to be a split backfield with Snell. Snell got three carries. Three. All of three carries. All right. I'm, I'm a little upset about fantasy, but I, I can't be brought down because 417 yards and four touchdowns. I'm gonna say that so many times in this podcast. I've, it's so incredible. Like, <laughs> sorry, my football team fan over here. Sorry, we'll things are back. gonna get better. <laughs> no, I think won't. y'all should tank for Trevor. Trevor. I don't know, man. Uh, you, you, you'd probably ruin his career. Haskins is the quarterback of the future. You know, yeah, he is. But we're kind of seeing. I'm gonna talk about this later a little, but we're kind of seeing the new quarterback generation really sprout. If you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. and you know? it was a matchup today of the the two first round quarterbacks from the 2018 draft, right? With uh, Goff and no, well, no, no, wait, wait, no. wait, Murray. Sorry, yeah, Murray, Murray and, and Haskins. Haskins, that's right. <laughs> it's just crazy how much one player has developed, and the other <laughs> player just sucks. It's just it's sad to watch. I'm sorry. Yeah. He's the, he was the number one overall pick though. It's true. Yes, that's that's true. I mean, um, and now he's got weapons. Yeah, that's right. It's scary, man. Yeah, it really is. And then one more guy. We got Mike Gusecki. This was the game that I was listening to mostly. I was watching the Broncos-Steelers game. I can't watch the game because local restrictions apply. So I can't watch the Bills versus Miami game. So I was listening on the radio, and this guy had an absolute monstrous game. I actually didn't notice until I looked at Fantasy. I have him starting on one of my teams. Eight receptions, 130 yards, one touchdown. Those are some pretty insane numbers. I actually thought about dropping him and starting Dawson Knox, which would have been a bad idea. For a tight end, too. Wow. Yeah, that, that's a tight Yeah, he's a tight end, and he did all of he's that. He's built like a receiver, though. I think the Bills have to be ready for him for the next long time, which bothers me. Him and Tua. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Not looking forward to it. But, yeah, he he's like a Gronk-ish, except a little bit smaller. More athletic, I'd say. He's not more athletic. I'd yeah. say Gronk is athletic. I'd say that Gusecki is like... he's He has more refined route running, I'd say. He's built more like a wide receiver. That's right. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, those are all my top performers. You got anyone else? No, that's all, man. All right, we'll get back to you with our narratives after week two. And we're back with our narratives after week two. Nick Chubb and the Browns. You shouldn't overhype them after a win against the Bengals. No, you really shouldn't. Nick was fully Chubb and ready to slide into that weak weak Bengals defense and they did it with ease they're too so bad 124 yards oh my gosh that was 
Yeah. Uh, the, the, Joe Burrow looks amazing, though. Like, he looks really good. He, he, he looks good for a... For a rookie, a yes. A second week player. Yeah, he looks good for a rookie, yeah. But I don't think that he looks good in the scheme of things. He's not top 16 quarterbacks right now. He's he, not top half of the league. If right he now. can put up 30 points every week, and then his but defense could actually it, stop somebody, yeah. he could win some games. That's true. And he's the quarterback of the future for the Bengals, no question. Yeah, for sure. I, I was actually pretty low on Joe Burrow, but... He really stepped it up this week and proved me wrong. So this is against the Browns, though. It's the Browns, okay? Let's not get hyped about the Browns. Yeah. I did predict Joe Mixon to reset uh, his career high in rushing in this he game. played so bad. Oh, my gosh. Like, One of the worst what games. happened? Like, I think I, it might have gotten me negative points. Like, here, I have it right here. Uh, let's see. Yeah, so he said... I said it last podcast, but he did this last year on December 19th, 2019. This this was not even, at, like, a year ago. And what, what's changed so much? Like, what's changed about this Browns defense? It's It was reasonable for me to infer that Joe Mixon was actually going to have a good game this game. And he just... What happened? The carry... The carries were there. He had like two point six yards per carry. He had ni- he had nineteen attempts. Nineteen. Also, another thing in the two minute drill, they had Giovanni Bernard instead of Joe Mixon out there on the field. So right now he's the hot hand though, right? Not not really. I mean Giovanni Bernard is eh. I mean I think that they have to win on the arm of Joe Burrow because Joe Mixon is the worst of the two Joes. <laughs> That's true. But also, AJ Green just looks like he doesn't want to play. Poor guy. You know, you just know. all this changeover, and this he's like the one constant in that whole franchise. Mm-hmm. Like, he's elite. He's a great receiver. On any other team, he'd be killing it right now. But he has to go through this, like, I've thought, red rocket cycle. And I've thought Joe about Burrow. this for years, and I think that... He is the most underrated receiver in the NFL in the 2010s, 100%. He is top three with, like... Antonio Brown. Yeah, he's up there with Antonio Brown and Julio Jones. Those are my top three right there. Antonio Brown, Julio Jones, and A.J. Green. Those three were the top three wide receivers of the 2010s. I don't have a particular order for them, but just know that those that's what I think. And... It's kind of unfortunate. What he, makes it even just, more impressive, though, is he did it with the Bengals. I know. He did it with the Bengals. Antonio Brown had he, a great he, stealer. He single-handedly carried them to the playoffs a couple of times. Like, I think he they went to the playoffs, like, twice. Well, don't don't discount the Red Rocket. Right? He's a good I, oh, no, no, no. I love Andy. I love him. I, I've expressed my love for Andy. I think the Bills should have paid him the money that he deserves. The man is so smart, though. And what he did was the smartest possible thing. He's getting paid $3 million a year to be a backup on a like a decent team yeah. where he could step in and just be the starter. Yeah. And, you know, lead them to the playoffs. 100%. It's the smartest thing to do. Yeah. I remember when I first started paying attention to drafting. This was back in, like, 2016. I remember the Cowboys drafted Cooper Rush, and he's still on the team. No one's ever heard of him, but just think about I it. I have. He played a couple games. He did? Yeah. Oh. Well... My co-host here is one of many, or one of few, sorry, <laughs> to have heard of Cooper Rush. And it kind of baffles me whenever I think about it in the NFL. Like, this guy, Cooper Rush, he got drafted into the NFL. You know, I'm sure all his whole entire, like, town where he's from knows this guy. His high school is probably enshrined him or whatever. No one's ever heard of this guy. 
But he's making so much money. He's making he money. Just yeah. Sits back and does nothing. He just takes a seat in the back and then travels with the team. Let's Dak drive the bus. You know. I mean, honestly, like that. That just always kind of baffled me. I was always like, huh. There's I mean, how if you're many? You're gonna have a job. That's there's the got to be like two thousand NFL players, right? And really, how many do you really know? Like you hear about the NFL top one hundred, but you don't know many. And they're getting paid still like a million dollars a year, like at least six digits on like the low end. Same as practice squad players too. You you definitely don't know those guys unless it's your own team. Yeah, Cooper Rush reason. is like a glorified fan making a million dollars. I know. So you get sideline seats. It's it's so great. I'll go now. I noticed this Sunday. I put I posted on the Instagram story at TPP Sports the injuries. I got notifications from Ian Rappaport and Adam Schefter like no other. Oh, my gosh. Let me just, like, name a few. Raheem Mostert, Jimmy Garoppolo, Nick Bosa out for the year. Those are just all in the 49ers. Then you got Who's backing up Jimmy G? Who's the... Uh, CJ Beathard. (laughs) Why not Colin Kaepernick? Guy who replaced Colin. Anyways, I... Who else? Saquon Barkley, Paris Campbell... Uh, there's some other Drew Locke. These these are just a few names. This is like a few of many. There was so many. You can go to at TPP Sports and check out my Instagram story. Uh, it should be up tomorrow when this podcast is up. Just look at all of the players that are injured. I I could have posted about each one of them individually, but that would have taken so long. I hope Saquon isn't out for the year because this is this is going to become kind of a narrative in his career. He was out for a lot, like ten games last year. Yeah, and now he has an issue with his knee, which is never good for a running back. We saw what happened with Todd Gurley. I mean, we saw how dynamic he was in the beginning of his career, and then now he's kind of just on the Falcons. You know, well, but, these players weren't prepared to go at game pace, right? There was no preseason. No, but they but they had training camp. Preseason is not game. Pace, I know, dude. but. It's a competition against another team instead of just playing your own team in practice, right? That's That'll right. warm you up. But I think, yeah, it'll warm you up, but, I guess. But that's what the point of fully padded practices are. They I haven't think been making, have... like, sharp cuts in, like, six months. They haven't been doing all this stuff. There's but they have been. They have been. They, they did it over training camp. There was no OTAs, to be fair. So, but... Well, you're seeing this in baseball, though. I hope it's not an NFL thing, but I can't imagine why it would be. Every single pitcher in baseball has just been getting injured because as a pitcher, you need at least like a month or two to warm up your arm to get ready to throw 90 miles an hour every single pitch for 100 pitches a week. You got to get used to that. So maybe we're seeing this with the NFL players, as my co-host is saying. I think it's less of an effect in football. They are hitting each other more. Maybe maybe they weren't going as hard ah, as they should it's be. It's more of an effect, dude. They're- no, because pitchers, see now, it's it's like they have to warm up their arm. They're actually warming up a body part of theirs to right. get ready for the season. They but didn't have that time. you're not hitting other men at full speed and making cuts on you're not doing, But you're not doing that in practice? You're not? Like, really? Well, you don't go full speed. But you right? don't go full speed in preseason either. Full contact, full speed. Yeah, you That's- do that in practice. We do that at lacrosse practice. I mean, yeah, but I don't think the professional players do that because they don't want to get injured. That's but they precisely the reason, right? And they, they have they have non contact pra- they have non padded practices and they have padded practices. This for the whole reason that like the, and then you have scrimmages among your own team where you're going full speed. I mean, those backups are really trying because they want a roster spot, right? Yeah. So, but are the starters really trying? Of course they are. They want to keep their job. 
and they want to impress their coaches. I mean, that's that's what you always want to do. You wanna, I think it's just there's just a different gear when it comes to game pace. No way. Right? Than practice, because, yes. I mean, at least with the best players in the NFL, you hear about them, the way they practice, they practice hard no matter what. When you hear about good players, you hear this guy, whenever he comes in, he's going at game speed. He wants to win every single time. I think that they're doing that, and I... I don't know what's happening with these injuries. I hope it's not a result of that. And I hope that coronavirus doesn't take over. And I hope that just, I love football so much. Please don't go away. Yeah. Honestly. I feel the same way. Yeah. All right. But what you got? What do you think about Mitch Trubisky? No. You like him? No. No? No. Come on, dude. No. Why not? He did well against a Giants defense that's not... That great. He also did well against the Lions defense. That's not that it's great. Not that great. They but just lost. Let listen, team back. listen. He's two and zero, oh, man. He's, he's two, two and zero. Oh. Yeah, wins are on a quarterback. When are we gonna start putting him on the level of Josh Allen and Cam Newton? That's my question. As soon as he throws four hundred seventeen yards, four touchdowns, and zero interceptions. But he's two and zero. Oh. If as the day he does that, the day he does that. Okay, you threw two interceptions today. That's not that's, good. That's so that's bad. not good. That's right? so bad. Against Last the Giants' throw- defense, that's not good. Not They are not good. The man put up 17 points, though. Nobody expected any points out of Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, but no one expected much out of the Giants' defense either. I'm... I, that's, listen, I'm just I'm just saying stuff. The Burrs are 2-0. and oh. I think that you have... An AJ Green situation in Chicago with Allen Robinson. People, he's not as good as AJ Green. Yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, he's not. Uh, but you see the same thing. He's absolutely carrying that team to all of these victories. He is so slept on in the NFL. If he was on, let's say, like the Cowboys, or if he was on Jacksonville. The Cowboys. For, yeah, because Cowboys players always get hyped. I mean, Amari Cooper kind of deserves a hype, and he's the only guy on their team who does. CD Lamb had a game today. I didn't pay attention. Uh, well, CD Lamb. Here, I'll look up his stats right now. Here. No, but you're saying that Allen Robinson is the reason and not Mitchell Trubisky. No, easily not. I think a slight on Mitch, man. But I also said that AJ Green was the reason that the Bengals did so well. So it's not. It's not really a slight. Well, you say you say people underrate Josh Allen. Right, they say he's not the reason that the Bills are winning. They say he's carried by his defense. Right? Yeah. People say that about Mitch Trubisky, but like twice the amount of anger. You know, it's just but like, that's because Mitch Trubisky was actually bad, you're terrible. But that's because Mitch you should Tr- be benched because he should go back to college, play another year. Because you know? Mitch Trubisky was actually a bad quarterback, a not good. But quarterback. now he's a good quarterback. He's not though. He threw two interceptions. If you he were a good the game. quarterback, you he don't throw. You don't have turnovers. Okay. He won the game, man. Wins are not a quarterback stat. In this case, it is. <laughs> you can't go case by case with the statistic. All right, real quick, C.D. Lamb, he had nine rushing yards, 106 receiving yards, and six receptions for wow. a total of uh, 17.5 fantasy points. So not even a touchdown, he was able to have a pretty good game with over 100 yards. So the Giants' defense is bad. Yes. Right? The secondary is terrible. Yes, Look at the Falcons' defense. Yeah, right? yeah, no, I'm with you on that. They're, Carolina actually played some semi-good decent defense today. Who who did they play? The Buccaneers. Oh wait, yeah, uh, yeah, they they played pretty well against Tom Brady. So I think it goes right now. If we're going by secondaries, it's going to be Jets on the bottom, and then Falcons. Yeah, that's right. Giants. Giants. Football team. <laughs> Football team. 
and then the Panthers. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. Because they, they... I feel like you could take Mitch and stick him in in the Cowboys organization, and he'd do almost better than Dak Prescott is doing right now. No, 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 no. Dak Prescott... Look at all the weapons he has. Man. I know. It's insane. It really is. But I really don't think that Dak Prescott is that bad. I How much are they going to pay him? He, he's too gonna, much. Too much money. He's going to ask for like $700 million. Yeah, but... I was thinking about this, you know, when it, when all this talk was going on with Dak Prescott and how they franchise tagged him. Who needs a quarterback right now? Like, really, the the Bears do because Mitchell Trubisky. But how much cap space do they have with Khalil Mack? And like, who else do they have on their team? They have Allen Robinson. They have a few pieces on there. Uh, Eddie Jackson. Eddie Jackson. That's right. That's the one I was thinking of. You know, they can't pay Dak Prescott that much money. Who else is going to really need a quarterback? Legitimately needs one. Maybe the football team. No, Dwayne Dak Haskins. Prescott goes to the football team <laughs> and takes revenge on Jerry Jones. Can you imagine that narrative? He wins a Super Bowl. That would be... The football team. You would see so unhappy about it, though. Just because... Do you hate Dak Prescott more than you hate the Cowboys? Mm. That's a tough one. He's part of the organization I hate. But yeah. if he wasn't, would I think you would say Part that he's overrated game. still. But he's I'd, a sympathizer, dude. It's like a you can't, you know, I can't like him, right? You can't like him, but if he's on your own team, you got it. That'll never happen. There's a famous either. quote I heard from a wise man that I know. The only reason you hate Tom Brady is because he's not on your team. I don't agree with that, but it generally applies to people that you quote-unquote hate, players that you hate. You hate the teams that they're on. Doesn't mean you necessarily hate the person. Nah, I, I hate his chunky Campbell's Then again, you can have a reason to hate beds. him. Yes, you, I hate his... Yeah, sleep number. His whole organization Oikos, down there. Oikos after he took it from Cam Newton. I hate his Greek yogurt. Yeah. yeah. I hate everything about him. Yeah. I hate the fact that he beats my team. I hate the fact that he has so many weapons. <laughs> yeah, you're, uh, that sounds more like jealousy to me than... Just pure hatred. Pure hatred. All right. I can get behind that. <laughs> Another narrative I have is we're seeing some high-scoring games so far in 2020. Everything has kind of been disappointing. We were talking about the injuries earlier, and this, uh, this has kind of been a breath of fresh air in 2020. Look at these games. My gosh. I think the reason we're seeing this is because there was all this preseason tape in previous years before that the defense could study and they could kind of shut down offenses by using the tape that they had. Maybe some teams were smart enough to not use their regular offensive schemes when they're out there, but you're definitely seeing the effects of there being no preseason games with this, I think. Even if even if they weren't going full speed, there was still some sort of indication that you saw when you played them in preseason or watched the tape of them in preseason. These games have been all high scoring, all high action. I don't I don't think I've seen a team not score double digits yet. It's a lot more interesting to watch the Titans beat the Jags thirty three to thirty than it would be in like a normal season where they would usually beat them like seventeen to three. Yeah, you don't want to watch a seventeen to three game. You wanna watch a thirty three. And nobody would normally watch that game anyway. The Titans Jaguars and it gives you a reason to watch the game. Exactly. Exactly. And it's better for fantasy. It's better for the sport this way. High scoring equals more viewership because it's just so 
fun to watch just two quarterbacks go shot for shot. It's like college football. That's that's part of the charm of college football is that it's just so high scoring and you just go – you have two teams that just go shot for shot against each other. And you might have one big defensive play because to, to be a good defense, you need to have a whole good unit of defensive players. Some, some college teams are better than others, but really – the reason why that you see such high scoring in college is because you see the individual players kind of in the defense, and it's not as good as a whole as NFL defenses. Right. Well, there's certain prospects who are just pro ready. And right. The rest exactly. Of the team is actual college players. Right. Know? Exactly. So, like, you know, you might have a walk on, not not too often, but a walk that on. That never happens and, anymore. Yeah, it doesn't really football. happen anymore. No, I don't like the way that it's going. It used to be, I that that was the point of college. Well, it's just like a farm program for the NFL. Right. It's exactly. Not, and it's kind of yeah. It's they don't kinda get paid funny. though. It's more fun to watch, in my opinion. Yeah. It's. I don't think. It is. But this high-scoring NFL is what we needed for years. After last year, I, I'm going to be honest with you. Last year games were just not good. Like I'd watch a game and I'd be like, "Oh, that just wasn't satisfying. It didn't didn't, didn't fill me." Yeah, I didn't. I didn't like get a good taste in my mouth after the game. Now when I watch these, I feel like after Thanksgiving, after eating a whole turkey leg and a whole bunch of mashed potatoes and stuffing. I'm just on the couch. I can't even take enough of it anymore. It's just, wow. Like, that's that's incredible. It's you know? visually stimulating. It really is. And it's so fun to watch. And just... And I think that this is the new NFL, honestly. I'd like to see it go that way. I think it is going that you way. You gotta have though. some defense, though. I think, yeah, you gotta have some, but it's it's kind of sad to watch. I mean, yeah, almost shredded, especially like if it's your team. You're like, oh, that kind of sucks. But I think that this is the direction that the NFL is going in. I think that it swings back and forth, kind of. You know, you have more offensive decades and more defensive decades, and it kind of, it's just kind of an over adjustment each time, and the pendulum keeps going back and forth. But we're seeing the new quarterbacks in the NFL sort of step up now. They're all hybrids. They that's are. What makes that's it, like, that's what's so fun about it. Yeah, exactly. You, at this point, if you draft a quarterback that's a pure pocket passer. You're way behind the curve. People question that draft. Yeah, you're. People say, "Whoa, what is that?" Like Jordan Love, he had a good arm, but really, I don't. I don't know about his scramble ability, and I think that that wasn't that great of a pick, considering the fact that he was also inconsistent even throwing too. But yeah, you see people draft pocket passers. I don't think that Danny Dimes. He's a little quick, you know. He's like an Aaron Rodgers type, but. Or like Mitch Trubisky, he's kind of got some movability. You gotta have at least a little bit. If you don't have any, you're an ancient artifact. You're Tom Brady. Look at him. He can't he's quick. He could never. Whoa. <laughs> I think his five one two forty disagrees with you. Wow. Could you do that? Yes. Yes, I could. I think Rich Eisen runs that whenever he does that charity every single year. I think that's what he runs. Anyways, he's a dinosaur. You're seeing an evolution in the NFL that hasn't really been seen before. Way back in the day, uh, Randall Cunningham with the Eagles in the 90s, uh, Steve McNair, and then it kind of moved on to Donovan McNabb. And then the first one that you really saw was Michael Vick. And that was an absolute shock to the NFL. He was unstoppable because at the time, no one's ever seen it before. Not like that. 
And now we have all hybrid quarterbacks slash running quarterbacks coming in, and it's so fun to watch all these high-scoring games in the NFL. Tom Brady's kind of on the way out the door. You're seeing the older quarterbacks that everyone kind of knows and loves from the 2000s and the 2010s kind of just fizzling out a little. It's kind of sad to watch Tom Brady play. It's also really boring. It really is, yeah. He just dips and dots, you know? I know. It's There's no real action. There's no why don't, deep yeah, shots. Why don't you just retire when, on a high note? Why, you could have retired after you won that Super Bowl, and instead of going to he just exposed himself basically yeah. he as not the greatest quarterback of all time yeah because he well, went to no, a, it's not it's not an exposed he's if he retired if he retired as a patriot he would go down as the greatest quarterback of all time but he's just going to completely screw up his legacy yeah by this his is terrible the, team. this is what always happens and it's kind of just a retirement tour for him i think it's just fun for him at this point but same with ben roethlisberger we saw that manning already retire philip rivers has moved on to the colts you're seeing kind of the transition a little and it's it's nice for people who are younger to see this because you kind of want some change a little and you get really there is no prospects from like can can you think of any quarterbacks in the nfl from who were drafted from 2006 to 2020 matt stafford he's still kind of around matt ryan matt ryan ryan Tannehill, but it's almost like yeah, and then now we're just getting a revitalization of just wow! Look at these guys—they're absolutely athletic. They can throw, they can run, and this is just awesome to see. Yeah. One more narrative I have—I already talked about it a little bit earlier. Do not sleep on the Bills. Don't do it. You've heard it from me. You've heard the truth of Josh Allen. That's really—that's really, believe the truth. That's really all you have to hear from me. That's all I have to say about that. Do you have something to say? They suck, man. They, they, they're done. They, 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 they don't suck. But you're overhyping them because you're a homer. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm overhyping them, sure. I'm a homer. You can say that. 417 yards and four touchdowns. Disagree. I mean, yes, against the Dolphins. Just remember that. Keep that in the back of your mind. Did better than Cam Newton. People were saying he's an MVP candidate. I never said that, though. I'm just saying purely Josh Allen is not that good. He's the truth, man. Like, he's honestly, the truth. honestly, look. The way that you just in the light. All right. I saw him last year, and I said, he's average. He's not that great. There's there's times where I'd like, wow, that was a good throw. Wow, that was a pretty good game. But never never anything like this. I see him in the quarter in the in the pocket and moving around. I've this makes me so happy. This I'm just, sounds like some pure homer. T- oh, not homer. Th- this is completely homer talk right now. Not I'm just talk, I'm man. completely okay. Make make me a believer. Okay. All right. Get me to follow you, Josh. <laughs> How has he not done it yet, man? What when is enough enough for you? Really? When he does this again. When he makes the playoffs and he wins the Super Bowl. When he right, wins right, the right, Super Bowl. Josh the Allen, Super Bowl. You're kinda good. You're elite. Never as good as Kirk Cousins. Philip Rivers never won a Super Bowl and he Do you think Dan Marino's a bad quarterback? No. He never won a Super Bowl. Alright. But Dan Marino played a lot better than Josh Allen. Not he's proven himself a lot more than. Josh I don't know Allen. if Dan Marino has any had anything like this. Speaking of, this was against Dan Marino's team, Miami Dolphins. But Dan Marino lost to the football team. Dan Marino lost to the Bills too. Wasn't he was a choke artist? He's well, really good though. Yeah. Like Josh Allen, I think Josh Allen is a choke artist. You want to talk about your team a bit? Uh yeah, we we kind of. Uh, yeah, I was wrong. We're a terrible team. <laughs> no, poor buddy. Listen, I, you're not. I hate you know, to see it, man. I, 
y- yes, you were kind of wrong about this game. You were kind of wrong about a couple of things. It's fine, though. It's fine. You were excited. Next week, he's getting into the flow. I'm Dave, sure Dwayne's coming the back. Sh- the same Gary, thing. Gary. Is, the same thing is going to happen to me when the Bills go against the Chiefs. I'm gonna. He's going to do well against the Rams, and he's going to do well against Vegas. And then we're going to play the Chiefs. And then I'm going to say something really stupid that I probably shouldn't say, but I'm not going to say it now because I don't actually believe that that's going to happen. But mm-hmm. I guarantee you, it's going to happen. I'm get, I'm going to say some stupid stuff, but I understand. I've been in your position before. Disappointment, but. Even still, even yeah. with the loss, the defensive line is still the best defensive line in football right now. The best in football. Yes. Do you realize Joey Bosa what? Is injured. Do you realize Washington the weight the behind best. what you're saying? They're the yes. best. Yes. In the, the best in defensive line in football, football right now. That is the Washington football team. <sighs> it's not the 49ers. Not after they lost Nick Bosa. No, they couldn't even get a sack in Kyler Murray. Did y'all get one? Yeah. I'm not sure if there was zero sacks. I might have been wrong about that. I'm not. I'm not 100 sure, but I'm pretty sure there was zero. But who was? There's no one better, man. Who's better with the depth and the talent that we have? The Bills have better depth, first of all. Mm, I they, wouldn't say so. I would say so. What depth do you have? Okay, so we got Ch- Ryan Kerrigan, Chase Young, right? Jonathan Allen, Matt Ioannidis. Backing them up is Deron Payne and. Who's Montez not that Sweat. good? Who's not that good? Both are very good. They're not that yes, good. Yes, they're, they're pretty not good. That good. They're better than anybody on the Bills defensive line. Yeah. That's not true. Ed Oliver is better than no. Montez Sweat I would and not say so. Deron Payne. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'd say they're on the level of Deron Payne and no. Montez Sweat. No, right? man. Definitely but not. Look. That is depth. That is depth of talent right there. There's there's no other defensive line Well, let me think about it. The Steelers. The Steelers have Cam Hayward and TJ Watt. Okay, we have Chase Young, Ryan Kerrigan. Oh, come on now. Don't, don't say that T.J. Watt is worse than Chase Young right now. And don't say that Cameron Hayward is worse than Ryan Kerrigan right now. Well, Bud Dupree, I think, is better than Cameron Hayward. And no, he's not, though. He's No, no, that's yes. wrong. That's wrong. You've been playing too much Madden or something because, like, that's just not true. I think he is, man. I he's, think he's so underrated. Is that he's underrated, sure, but he's not better than Cam Hayward, who is right now the most underrated defensive end in the 2010s. Okay. I mean, that's just... Football team still has the best defensive line in football. I, I think the Steelers have a better defensive line. They don't, but... I think the Bills have a better defensive line unit. That's not... That's not correct. I, uh, I think that... That's just raw, man. Let me, let, me think, let me think about some other teams. I think that the Broncos, when Von Miller is healthy, they definitely are better than the football team. I'd even argue that they are better right now. No. Because Bradley Chubb is a monster. Yes, but he's not better than that whole unit. Okay? Yeah. Together, they make up the best defensive line in football. Maybe even the Cardinals, you know, Jordan Phillips, uh, Chandler Jones. I think Chandler Jones is just insane. Oh, you know who's way better? The the Ravens. The Ravens' defensive line. Whew. Matt Judon and uh, who else do they have? I think that's all I was thinking of right now, but Matt mm-hmm. Judon is... But the unit is still better. No. Dude, just think of the... Don't think of individual players. Just but think I, of it as a unit. All right, so then is. I think the Bills are better as a unit. Definitely. They're not, though. I, mean, I think we have better overall depth. There might be a few... Chase Young is definitely better than anyone on the Bills' defensive line. So is Ryan Kerrigan, dude. But no, 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 no. Ryan Kerrigan is as good as, like, Trent Murphy. Oh, that's such a slight, man. It's, Are you I kidding think, me? I think that... Ryan Kerrigan 
was the starter. Trent Murphy was the backup for his entire career in Washington. And then, and then he, he goes good. to the Bills, and apparently he's good now. No, he's trash. He's dude. not he's trash. Terrible. All right. Yes. All right. And then Matt Ioannidis is better than Ed Oliver. You can just no, take no. that to the bank. No. All Stats right. wise. All right. And- We're ending it here. Thank you so much for tuning in to our week two afterthoughts. We'll catch you Thursday morning with our week three NFL preview.